0: You're tuned in to the thinking out loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Featuring author, speaker, and minister. Michael Nimmons.
1: We've got a great show in store for you. Um, I told you on last week about this uh, gentleman who we are interviewed and sharing this interview. This week, his name is Sam Burst. We affectionately call him Smiling Sam. Uh, but uh, he is on this week's edition. And uh, he's got a powerful testimony about how God, um, you know, delivered him from a life sentence. Really. You were sentenced to life in prison what was it like finding out
2: that that was going to be your fate it was the worst thing ever happened in anyone's life brother. man to even get that saying that you're going to spend the rest of your life in a prison that you ain't going to see nobody nothing. i mean it was it was the worst thing brother ever ever it, it,
3: it's time,
1: time, time. This week's stall is entitled, But They, taken from a message that I ministered several years ago at our home church at Greater Grace Temple in Detroit, Michigan. This message is talks about the kind of child of god that has a faith the size of a mustard seed but can move mountains take a listen But they, let me tell you what they can do, hallelujah. But they that wait, they that don't quit, they that hold on, they that can hang in there, they that can endure, they that can stand the pressure, they that can stand the heat, they that can stop complaining, they that can stop gossiping, they that can reach higher, They that can last longer. They that can fight harder. Another edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show And I'm your host, author, motivational speaker and minister Michael Nimmons. And guys, you tuned in to the show That's giving voice to issues that matter To you. Want to welcome you to yet another brand new edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I can't believe it is Tuesday again. Guys, I mean, time is just moving. (laughs) It seems like uh, it was just a few days ago that we had a new episode out, but we're back in brand new. And again, very happy that you've taken some time out of your day to spend it with us right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. And definitely, guys, we've got a great show in store for you as usual and I hope you enjoy the Thinking Out Loud radio show and if you do, do us a favor guys, go out and make sure you write a review for us on Apple, iTunes or Spotify or anywhere that you listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I mean we would greatly appreciate it. Write a review for us rate us and let us know that you like what you're hearing and then share it with uh, your neighbors, your relatives, your friends and co-workers that what's going on here the Thinking Out Loud radio show is something that's worthy of your listenership and again we appreciate your support each and every week and uh, we're enjoying the platform that God has given us and I hope you appreciate it as well. As I said guys we've got a great show in store for you this week and uh, before we even jump into that though I want to give a special special shout out to a good friend of ours assistant coach of the Phoenix Suns Willie Green that's right I want to give him a special shout out Uh, his team the Phoenix Suns and Monty Williams the head coach of the Phoenix Suns have made it to the NBA Finals, and it is truly uh, tremendous watching this team develop and grow. They weren't even in the playoffs last year, and now they are in the NBA Finals. A young, up-and-coming team. Devin Booker. Uh, I mean, they got some. They, they got some. Uh, some. Some guns, man. Chris Paul, of course, point guard. I mean, they 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 really are doing their thing. Again, shouts out to uh, Willie Green. Uh, this is. Uh, this if they win the championship this will be his third uh nba championship as an assistant head coach and i'm putting it out there uh i've already heard that he's been interviewing for head coaching jobs but uh guys i think this guy is going to do a phenomenal job as a head coach uh if he does get the opportunity not not if but when he gets the opportunity because uh he's definitely on his way and uh i think nba uh, owners and presidents of teams and general managers would be crazy not to give this guy a shot and this is this will be his third NBA championship and uh, he was sought out by Steve Kerr with the Washington uh, the the Golden State Warriors uh, then left there went to the Atlanta Hawks and now he's with the Phoenix Suns and uh, each place he's gone he is um, just taking that team to the next level Phoenix Suns being the latest iteration of this and So here we are. I, again, want to give him a special shout out and hopefully be able to interview him on the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast at some point when things kind of settle down. But I think, guys, he's on an upward trajectory, and uh, uh, I really believe he's going to be an NBA head coach and another uh, championship ring uh, in his um, trophy case coming very soon. So shouts out to him and to the entire Green family, Uh, I mean, guys, they're just uh, doing some big things. My good friend Ant Green was on the show with us as well. Shouts out to him doing some great things as a filmmaker. Just wanted to give them some special kudos uh, during this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. But guys, we've got a great show in store for you. Um, I told you on last week about this uh, gentleman who we're interviewed and sharing this interview this week. His name is Sam Burst. We affectionately call him Smiling Sam. Uh, but uh, he is on this week's edition, and uh, he's got a powerful testimony about how God, um, you know, delivered him from a life sentence. Really, just stepped in and intervened in his life. And I don't want to. I want to. Don't want to. Uh, share it all but I definitely want to let you know that you're in for a treat he's got a powerful testimony about how God changed his life saved him in prison uh, and had an opportunity to meet a legendary pastor Bishop David L. Ellis uh, one of my fathers in the gospel and so I can't wait to share this interview with you in just a few minutes. In addition to the powerful testimony from Sam Burks, who also happens to have a book out on Amazon entitled, You Are Not Going to Do Life, uh, the words that were prophesied to him from Bishop David L. Ellis, sainted man of God, we also have a powerful thought of the week entitled, But They, But They. I'm telling you guys, this is a powerful sermon that we ministered a few years ago, uh, But They, But They. Guys, you don't want to miss this powerful thought of the week. And uh, it really delves into uh, the kind of child of God, a child of God uh, that Isaiah talks about in the 40th chapter. Uh, So you don't want to miss this powerful thought of the week It's coming up at the end of this week's show also have you checked out our brand new website yet michaelnemons.com we're getting some new traffic guys each and every day we want you to stop by michaelnemons.com check it out and get your free gift if you don't know what it is guys it is a free ebook entitled who told you that you were naked one of our first books that we have out and I'm giving you a free copy of it uh, in digital form you just go to our website and subscribe to our mailing list and you're going to get a free copy of who told you that you were naked a powerful book that we wrote about uh, God's question to Adam rhetorical question to Adam after he and Eve disobeyed him in the garden of Eden and Adam uh, asked uh, Adam responded to God's voice walking through the garden in the cool of the day and God asked him who told you that you and he said well God asked him, Adam, where art thou? And Adam said, I hid myself... Because I am naked And God uh, asked the question Who told you that you were naked A very profound question Of course you know God never Asked the question He doesn't already know the answer to So it was a question Not, to, not, of, um, not for information Or inquisition But it was a question of revelation And uh, this book talks about it uh, In very in-depth detail And I highly recommend it And guys I'm giving it to you for free In digital format All you got to do is go to our uh, website MichaelNemis.com And subscribe to our mailing list Give us your name And uh, your email address And that way you're going to be on our mailing list And you'll be sent out uh, Emails about blogs Emails about our podcast Emails about updates to the website And much more Much more. So, do us a favor, guys. Go to michaelnemis.com today and subscribe to the mailing list. And guess what? You're going to get a free copy of our first book, Who Told You That You Were Naked? Well, guys, we're going to get ready to take our first break. Uh, I can't wait to share this awesome awesome interview with you but we're going to do that on the other side of the break you're listening to one of the hottest radio shows online it's the Thinking Out Loud radio show we'll be right back
3: hello my name is Maya Nemes, and I want you to listen to my dad Michael Nemes, on the Thinking Out Loud radio show every Tuesday at 8pm available everywhere you listen to your podcast and now available on the Detroit Praise Network website <laughs>
0: You better listen to that little girl. The Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.
1: Stephanie D. Sanders, award-winning singer, songwriter, author, voiceover artist, and more. Heard on shows like the Tom Joyner Morning Show and the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Book Stephanie D. Sanders, the voiceover your podcast or radio intros or commercials. Do yourself a favor and visit stephaniedsanders.com. And upgrade your podcast or radio show by booking Stephanie D. Sanders. You'll definitely be glad that you did.
4: Refined. Rebranded. Reinvented. Reinvigorated. Revived the new MichaelNimmons.com website is finally here and believe me it's worth the wait a state of the art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast watch Thinking Out Loud TV read the Thinking Out Loud blog purchase books and swag and so much more subscribe today and get a free gift on us stop by the new MichaelNimmons.com it is sure to be a thought provoking unking experience
1: Who told you that you were naked? Who told you that you were insufficient? Who told you that you were a loser? Who told you that you were a failure? Who told you that you were deficient? Who told you that you were nothing? Who told you that you were worthless? Who told you that you had no value? Who told
0: you that you? Get were you naked? To believe? Who told you that you were naked? It's a dynamic, empowering, and inspiring book about identity that is a definite must-have. Pastor Neimans talks about an identity crisis that dates as far back as the Garden of Eden. You don't want to miss these powerful insights into not just the problem of this identity crisis but the discovery of the spiritual solution get your copy now available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting michaelnemons.com like a victim when you are already victorious Emmy Award winning journalist Jimmy O'Heele have to
3: ask ourselves, how is it that we're trying to allegedly reach racial harmony, but we want to have celebrations of racist things all the time? Again, we can't have unity unless we agree that something's bad. And we sound even more foolish by saying... Oh no, but we changed the meaning. Okay, they could say the same thing in Germany about a lot of things, but you don't see it because they knew in order for real healing to take place, they had to disavow all that stuff, which is why they paid reparations to the descendants of the Jews that were killed in arms. That's why they did it. Apologies don't work unless you put some level of action behind it. It was my really long winded way Of saying that when I think about the national anthem, it doesn't represent everybody. Mark Cuban knew it, he talked about it, that's why they stopped doing it. And you know what? They didn't do it for 13 games and no one noticed.
0: We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
1: design for your business then check out dm designs need flyers t-shirts business cards or a website for your business then check out dm designs the people at dm designs will get you right for your next business venture they're professional and courteous and they get the job done right every time check out the team at dm designs Give them a call today at 734-219-5266. DM Designs, bringing your imagination to life. You're tuned in to the all Hour Radio Show. Keep it locked, keep it locked,
3: keep it locked.
1: All right, guys, we are back on a great edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. And I got a great guest with us on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. I can't wait uh, to jump into this interview. He's got a powerful testimony that you've got to hear about redemption and forgiveness and a powerful book to go with that. And I want to uh, share it with you on this week's edition of the podcast but before we do i want to give him a proper introduction he is born in the city of detroit has a powerful story of redemption and forgiveness encased in his book entitled you're not going to do life based on a prophetic word he received from the late great bishop david l ellis pastor of greater grace temple in detroit michigan a word spoken 12 years ago during a greater grace temple prison ministry service and now 12 years later he's out praising and giving god all of the glory for the fulfillment of that prophetic word he also has a transportation and delivery company service called smiling sam's i want you to give a warm thinking out loud radio show welcome to new friend of the show a good friend of ours author and entrepreneur and servant of god my good friend Sam Burks, welcome to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Sam,
2: how you doing, Pastor Nevin? Praise the Lord, sir. <laughs> Praise <laughs> the Lord, brother. How you doing, Sam?
1: Got to give, I'm we got to, uh, we got to give, we give all of our guests an applause. <laughs>
0: yes.
2: Thank you. How you doing, sir? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing today? I'm doing marvelous. Thank you for
1: having me on your show. Absolutely, wow. absolutely. I'm excited that you are with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's great to see your smiling face, smiling Sam. Where did that come from?
2: Well, honestly, uh, I was getting ready to name my company. Uh, the lady asked me, she said, well, I would give you the contract to start picking up the food. So I ran to Kiko's and I was going to call the company. Since he said I can go get it, I was going to call it Sam, go get it. And I asked this guy for a pencil to write it in. He said, what you writing in? I said, I'm going to call my company Sam, gonna get it. He said, no, nah, how about, mm, how about smiling, smiling, Sam? I said, wow, because I was listening to a tape by the, uh, I always listen to it. It's called by the uh, Mays. He said, God, keep me smiling. I played at the duck. You keep me smiling, the things you do, you do. And since he said that, I said, boom, okay, smiling, smiling, Sam. So that's when I came up with the name of Smiling (laughs) Sam.
1: Wow. Well, guys, if you know Sam, he is always smiling. He's always excited, always enthusiastic. And it's primarily because he's got a powerful testimony that he's going to be sharing with us in just a few minutes. But before we even get into that, I want Sam to just tell
2: us a little bit about himself. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Well, first of all, I'm Sam Burks, aka as known today as Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. (laughs) Uh, God has blessed me to uh, be able to impersonate Sammy Davis Jr. on some aspects of singing, a uh, little dancing uh, that he does. And, um, but that's mainly, I um, I have, like you said, I have a business called Smiley Sam. Uber them put, put, put me out of business for a minute. That's why I became Sammy Davis Jr. Because I had to make some money and I needed some income. So I got a hairpiece and I went to Las Vegas and I started pursuing Sammy Davis Jr. And which, in the process, one of those great, one of those big uh, casinos, They saw me. They had me sit at the door, and when they saw me, they said, "Hey, all the people coming. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Sammy. I'm not the character. Hey, Sammy. Hey, Sammy." He said, "Oh, I want you to go give me a bio, and take the bio, and come back the next day. I booked the bio. I booked the ticket on the 26th, and the virus came out on the 24th, and I was I was in Las Vegas." They let me out that Saturday evening when I was supposed to get out that morning. So I've been back since then. I came back just to get that, well, you know, my wife, family and all that, but I came back just to do that one video for them to book the thing and the virus came out. So I'm still here for that. But that's the reason why I'm here is because it wasn't for Sammy Davis. It was to continue this, this wonderful testimony that God has placed in me that Bishop David Lee Ellis has prophetic words, man. I'm, I'm sorry to correct you. 20 years. It's 20 years I'm out. And, wow. Um, and, and that's what makes it so interesting is that uh, God wants me to come back to put this, what he did. This is a prophecy. It's about what God did with the bishop and to put it into a play and also into a movie. And, okay. Wow.
1: Wow, that is awesome. That is awesome. And we're going to uh, to get right into uh, the, the testimony because you definitely need to hear how uh, how God just uh, completely transformed Sam's life with a word from uh, the legendary Bishop David Lee Ellis, pastor of Greater Grace Temple in Detroit, Michigan. So, before we even get into how you met Bishop David L Ellis mm-hmm. I want you to share with our listeners how you ended up in prison with a life sentence
2: okay well this one particular day of sunny hot day in July uh my wife my ex-wife uh uh we and uh, her and I we come back from Bell I was a cab driver at the time, so I had to have a gun with me because I got robbed before. And so I took the gun to Bell Isle with me because she had to go into the restroom, so you got to check the bathroom because we out at Belle Isle. You know what they call that back then. Right. So I take the gun out to Bell Isle to go check in the bathroom I look make sure she can go in. And come. So when we come home, uh, I got my gun, you know, because it's, it's in my pocket. So what happened was uh, this particular day, my brother-in-law brings my kids home from where they was over their mothers. And somehow they got into the house without a key because our house has all bars. And so him and his sister, she's arguing with him because how did the kids get in the house without a key? So what he did was he put one of the kids through the bars and she arguing and you dummy, you blah, blah, blah. You know, they arguing and it's heated. And so when I walked into the room, to see what's going on, next thing I get hit and say, I the head. I fall down, the gun fall out. So I picks up the gun. I tell my brother-in-law, go home, man. You know, you high, you shouldn't be doing this. Uh you've done blah, 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 you did it before. So we get outside talking, and he had pulled a gun on me four or five years prior. So I had remembered that. I said, man, you remember you pulled the gun on me and how it feels to have a gun pulled on you? Because when he pulled it on me, I said the Lord pray, I thought I was dead. So I said, well, I made sure I had my hand on the trigger. Like I was telling you, I never shot the gun. I made sure I had my hand not on the trigger, Make sure I didn't pull it or squeeze it Nothing. So he pulled his gun back, and I pulled my hand. And when I put it to his head, he turned, and the gun hit. And when Mm. the gun hit, it went off. And I picked Mm. him up, took him to the hospital. When I come back from the hospital, the police take me to jail for the rest of my life. Wow. Wow. So it all came about
1: because of a heated argument between your ex-wife and your brother-in-law. Yes. And you were in the middle of it and the gun accidentally went off. Exactly. Okay. All right. So I know that had to be a really traumatic experience uh, for you. It is. Especially... You know, knowing that you've taken someone's life, yeah. and and then to find out that, uh, you know, you have a life sentence attached to that particular uh, that particular crime. Yeah. You know, how did you feel uh, uh, coming out of that? Coming out of it, going into it. Well, I mean, <laughs> after after all oh, of the, after dust the dust yeah. After after all the dust. No, no, not, not, not after, out of prison. I, I, oh, I'm just right. asking you after, you know, after the, the aftermath of that happening. Oh yeah, and
2: you know, the how? Oh, how yeah. did oh. you feel? I mean, that I, was because I, I, I feel, I, I feel, and I still feel bad. I mean, I can't, under, I still can't believe it. I still right. I can't believe it. I really, I, I still can't understand it. Can't believe it. Don't know why. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's something else, man. I ponder on it and then I don't because it's too deep for me. Mm. I, let, right. I leave every, I leave everything that is all in God's control. Everything right. is all totally God. I mean, because like I said, I ain't pull no trigger, brother. And and if you read the story, when you read the book, you are gonna see at the end of the story they are gonna tell you that the gun was no good, but they didn't tell the judge that. Mm. Mm. So wow. For me, for years, the, the, the matter of fact, the, uh, when you get ready to get out of prison, that you have to be, you have to get an evaluation, psychological evaluation So the psychologist, he studied me. He said, "Man, you're not a murderer. You're not a killer." He said, "What happened? Did you have a state lawyer?" I said, "Yeah." He said, "No wonder you got railroaded." What do that mean? That mean I don't know. He said, "That mean they held back information that you shouldn't be in here for life. You shouldn't have been in there for that." He said, because wow. the gun had a hair trigger. And I don't even know what that means. He said, well, that's what it means. Is When he hit his head, that's what made it go off, because I never pulled the trigger. He said, wow, mm-hmm. they, really, they really did you in. So wow. that, was, that, that was the hurting problem when you get ready to get out the week, you get ready to get out and you go to a real psychiatrist. He's the one who said it. He told me all that, it would help everything. I said, what the Lord? So, you know, um, one thing about me with everything, it's all in God's control and all in his hands. So, so absolutely. And that's, yes. But that's what particularly happened.
1: Guys, I know you're enjoying my interview with Smiling Sam, yes, author sir. and entrepreneur and servant of God. So happy to have him with us on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Guys, we want to take our first break. When we come back, we want to get more of my interview with this amazing uh, entrepreneur and author, A smiling Sam Sam Burks he's with us we'll be right back it's the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show
4: you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons don't you dare touch that dial
0: global advocate Martin Luther King III.
1: So I, I think the future is, is the, the best probably is yet to come, particularly coming out of this phase right now, coming out of, you know, the last four years of being dark and desolate. I mean, the last four years theoretically could cause, of, have caused people to, to have lost faith, particularly if, if Trump had won. I think our, we wouldn't have a democracy if this man had been reelected we bring you
0: the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the thinking out loud radio show
4: congratulations to pastor michael nimmons for over 20000 streams and downloads rate, review, and subscribe to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Radio.com, and MichaelNimmons.com. Tune in today.
0: The Thinking Out Loud radio show, giving voice to issues that matter to you. Until victory is won. An important message from the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thinking Out Loud swag is here. T shirts. Polos, hoodies, letterman's jackets, and even face masks All priced affordably and in a variety of colors and sizes Just visit michaelnimmons.com to purchase your favorite Thinking Out Loud radio show swag Get yours today and rep the show out loud Touch
1: that dial. It's
5: the Thinking
1: Out Loud Radio Show. We'll be right back. All right, guys. I know you are enjoying my interview with this amazing, amazing uh, individual, author, and entrepreneur, Smiling Sam. He's with us on the Thinking Out Loud Radio and TV show. And I told you he had a powerful testimony about how God has saved his life, redeemed and forgive, saved, redeemed and forgiven him for something that uh, that he, you know, was involved in. Of course, accidentally. He talked about that uh, in uh, the first segment, but in this segment, we're going to talk about uh, this, the consequences of what happened, and that was a life sentence, right? I mean, you you were sentenced to life in prison. What was it like? finding out that that was going to be your fate It was
2: the worst thing ever happened in anyone's life, bro. man, to even get that saying that you're going to spend the rest of your life in a prison that you ain't going to see nobody. Nothing. I mean, it was, it was the worst thing, brother, ever, ever. It, it, I, I would never going to hear nothing. No word said that ever, man. I saying you're going to die. You never, you did. You just might as well just, just killed you right there and there. That's why I thought I was gonna die. Really, yes. Mm. I, 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 I wish it was me. That's how bad it was. And how old were you
1: when that when when you got that prison sentence?
2: I was thirty three years old with two kids and and two stepchildren. Wow. So twenty years ago, right? No, it was uh thirty. I've been out twenty years. It was nineteen eighty nine. It was thirty two years ago. 32 years ago I did 12 years and I'm out 20 years got it so you did 12 years
1: and you are, and you're out 20 years so um, what was prison life like for you I mean I want you to kind of share with our listeners you know that you, you've been given this life sentence and in your mind this is where I'm going to ultimately live and die. And spend the entire li- and, and spend my entire
2: life so what was prison life like for you it was the worst it was been I don't even know if, it, if if hell worse than that I don't know I don't think mm-hmm. so I'm telling you man it was i I' telling you I <laughs> Lord, thank you. Jesus, hallelujah. It's amazing, man. It's the worst thing you can be in, man. It's, have you ever seen a dog behind a, a cage? Just have you ever really paid attention and see a real dog behind a cage, man? And there ain't nothing, nobody, nothing but loneliness, nothing but nothing but misery, nothing but oh, it's nothing good, man. It was it was the worst thing that a person could ever endure. And that's mm. when they say punishment, that is punishment, bro. That was, that was my, well, like I said, they might wear this shot a bro. They might, chair, mm. you know, because that's the whole thought of, behind that process of being in that condition. Right, right. And i am telling you, man, it's, it's, it was, it was a nightmare, then nightmares and nightmares. It's worse, it's worse than any nightmares. Bro. It's, you can't even matter, you can't put words to it, bro. It's, it's death. It's, it's death. Death is just, it's not good, man. I, I was dead, bro. Mm. Really literally living dead you were you were just, dead mentally, you were dead spiritually. spiritually dead physically I was dead mentally I was dead you only go four feet eight feet in twenty twelve years or I'm just saying you dead physically, you dead mentally you dead spiritually the only thing I wasn't dead was my spirit. Mm-hmm. Cause I got deal with the Holy Ghost one day, man. I don't know what it was, but something got into me. Matter of fact, after Mister David Ellis had told me I wasn't gonna get, he told me I wasn't gonna do that life. I went back in. Oh man, oh man, I got to running off at the mouth and hollering and hollering and hollering and hollering and hollering. hollering. There was something in me, brother, that I had to turn the radio up because I didn't want to get a ticket for being too loud. Because they were talking, I was talking, cussing, whatever they were. But oh yes, sir. If wasn't for that spirit I had, man, I don't know how I would. I'm telling you, uh, brother, it was it was worse than anything. Yes, it was. So, um, so here,
1: so here's my question: um, mm-hmm. Were you? Did you? Did you? Did you get saved before that prison ministry service with Bishop David L. Ellis, or was it that prison ministry service where he, where you met him? Where you receive salvation?
2: I don't know what. Uh, listen, let me, you, let me tell you. Let me tell you. One time I was about to commit suicide. Mm. That's why I think Jesus had saved me then.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When, when Bishop told me I wasn't gonna do life, that's when I got stopped speaking in tongues. I, started, I mean, uh, I mean, I know I had got the Holy Ghost then. Right, so, right. Uh, uh, yeah, I was out because I had came out in the county jail. Uh, uh, my we got to read the book. I'll tell you some parts where I thought I was. My wife was leaving me. I had life, so I was gonna to try to kill myself, and and I I didn't because I called my wife and she said no, I ain't leaving. And that's when God saved me. He came in my life. He said the devil can't get me to do no more things. So then I got transferred out of that the next month, and that's when I met the bishop the next month, uh, within uh, four weeks of being in prison. That's so. Te- so tell us about that, that
1: meeting with Bishop David L. Ellis. Uh, those who listen to the show know that uh, I am uh, one of the uh, sons of, of uh, spiritual sons of his. He's a spiritual father of mine. I hold him in high esteem and uh, been at Greater Grace Temple all of my life. And uh, you know that's one thing that Sam and I share is our admiration for this man of God, Bishop David L. Ellis. So I want you to share with our listeners what was it like meeting this this legendary uh man of God doing a prison ministry service while you were basically on
2: death row. Man, to to uh tell you let me recap what happened. Right. We have prison ministry that night and uh I'm just I have a life sentence. I'm just getting to this facility. I've only been there a month. What in was the prison. facility at? Uh, it's called Scott's Correctional Facility. Scott's Correctional Facility. Got it. hmm And this particular night, they had a, a service. And so I went to this service. This first service I have been to in prison. I'm Like I said, I'm just coming out of quarantine. And over there in Scott's. And this particular night, this church service came. And at the church service, I'm not knowing who the church service is, who the people is, or nothing. I just know it's a church service. And this pastor, he everybody, he called everybody up, come down the line. You know, it was the end of the service. He preached a sermon. I remember the sermon he preached. He preached a sermon called Midnight. It was home prison. Then when I got out of prison, his son preached at midnight. Man, I, I tell you, God got too much for me to talk about. But let me get back to my point. Listen, right. he had priest at midnight, and he called everybody down the line. Everybody walked past. Everybody. And he stopped me, though. But everybody walked past. And he stopped me. And he, he looked at me. He looked over his glasses. He said, how much time these folks gave you? Now, the whole building got life. It's called a life building. So it's kind of being like he not being, but I realized I said life sir they gave me life he said you are not going to do life oh man man church sir was all with. I went back in my room, man. Now, mind you, I got just got right. They just sent me in there with the life sisters, man. I'm killing. I'm about to die. I'm about to go cry. I just finna to kill myself a month, two weeks ago, before they sent me in there, mind the fact. And when I got in there, brother, I'm I'm in there miserable. Everybody don't care. Everybody don't know. Ain't, ain't nothing going on. We ain't going to live. We ain't going to die. And when he said them words, brother, man, and mind you, when he said them, you ain't you, you know you taking them, but you ain't understanding them, right? You not right. understanding them, but I'm taking it as he said. You are right, not, right. You, you, know, you
1: right. are not going to do life. Yes. Now, yes. how long had you been in that facility before you got that word from
2: Bishop David L. Ellis? Only four weeks, it was only a month. I just got out of quarantine to keep you in quarantine for a month and then shoot you straight there. And God had blessed me to come in to stay from going behind the wall because I could have been behind the wall. But God sent me to Ryan and that's when, I mean, Scott's, I'm sorry, Scott's. And that's when the bishop was there. Was so you four-
1: mean to tell me let, me, let me stop you. You mean yes. to tell me it was only a month after you had been in prison, receiving your life sentence, that you met Bishop David L. Ellis, who said to you at that point, "You are not going to spend your entire life in prison."
2: Am I correct? Exactly. It was it was one month. You spent thirty days in quarantine and one wow. week. One wow. month and one week. Because wow. I just got there and they just had the serve. It was the first. Just week. got there. I just got there. And it might add- have been one month, one week, and one day, bro. You know what that adds an
1: entirely different dynamic to all of this because it wasn't like you were in your 12th year. No, when Bishop David L. Ellis spoke that word into your life, you had just got there.
2: Yes sir. And he spoke that into your life. One one week into a real correctional facility. Now, in one week I was now, one month in, in quarantine and one week. And I tell you, it might have be been one day. Wow. Now yes, sir. Yes, sir.
1: And and, tell, and, and well, yo, go ahead, go ahead, share with me how excited you were. Listen, you, listen when, let me tell you how good it is. It's in the book, man. It's in the book. Right. I know it
2: is. I know it, it is, told. but you gotta share it you, you gotta it to share me. with us when he told it to me, man, I got so I tell you, I ran in my room and I started hollering, praising God so loud, I know I started speaking in some other language I couldn't understand Right. next thing I know, man, I got some power, bro, every time the devil came through, I had power, man I had power and let me tell you how good it was when he told me that, listen how great God is when he told me that six years later six years later I got an appeal and I got an appeal to go back to the appeal court. The appeal court said, you got to go back to that judge. He was not supposed to give you life. You going back to that judge, that judge will give you some years, 20 years, 40 years, 30 years, whatever. But he got to give you some years, not no life. Man, I'm happiest ever outdoors, the happiest guy in the world. Now, mind you, six years. That day it came. I said, oh, my God, I'm happy, man. I'm so happy, brother. I'm so happy. I wrote a song about it. I said, <laughs> in the song, I said, I was so happy. I said, I was so happy. that I'm going back and get this life sentence taken off of me so I can see my son, Sam Jr., and the little brother, Quincy, or everybody else that forsaken and forgotten about me. Right. I got into the courtroom, how happy it has to be. You know what that judge did? He just what? looked at me. He shook his head. He said, I gave you life six years ago. He said, that old print court, that old pill court, they don't run my show. I'm sentencing you to life again. Wow. Wow. Now, Bishop just told me I wasn't going to do life, bro. And he gave it to me again, man. Six years later, brother. I went back in my cell and I guess what I did? I asked God, I said, Lord, I said, my grandmama, and Bishop David Ellis, they told me you were gonna set me free. I said, Lord, I don't got no body, I ain't got no money, but all I got is your word. there. Bishop David Ellis, he told me you were gonna set me free. And they gave me, and he gave me life again. I said, but God, I still believe you. Ooh. And guess Ooh. what, brother? Don't me tell me yet. Six, okay. months later,
1: oh, right. Six months later. all right. Six months later. All right. I tell you what, we're gonna do. We're yes, gonna sir. take another break. Yes, sir. And we're gonna and we're gonna find out what happened six months later. Okay. We're gonna take another break, guys. Yes, I know you're enjoying my interview with this amazing author and entrepreneur, servant of God, Sam Burks. Uh, this is a powerful testimony, guys. And I'm getting filled up just listening to it, and I know you are as well. We're going to take our next break when we come back. He's going to tell us more about what happened six months later after his appeal was denied. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. We'll be right back. All right, so. Don't touch that dial. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio show. We'll be right back.
4: refined, rebranded, reinvented, reinvigorated, revived the new michaelnimmons.com website is finally here and believe me it's worth the wait a state of the art website where you can listen to the Thinking Out Loud radio show podcast watch Thinking Out Loud TV read the Thinking Out Loud blog purchase books and swag and so much more subscribe today and get a free gift on us stop by the new michaelnimmons.com it is sure to be a thought provoking Working experience.
1: In need of a logo design for your business, then check out DM Designs. Need flyers, t shirts, business cards, or a website for your business, then check out
0: DM Designs. The people at DM Designs will get you right for your next business venture.
1: They're professional and courteous and they get the job done right every time. Check out the team at DM Designs. Designs. Give them a call today. at 734- 219-5266. DM Designs. Bringing your imagination to life. We are back on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show, and I got this amazing author and entrepreneur and servant the God, Sam Burks, with us, and he's been sharing with us a powerful testimony about redemption and forgiveness. Uh, and uh, before the break, he was sharing with us how he got denied on his first appeal. The same, He went back to the same judge that gave him life in prison, hoping that he would have a change of heart and uh and and changed his mind, but this uh, judge decided that he was going to give him life again. But something happened six months later. Sam, what happened?
2: Six months later, the I appealed that last decision and got a uh what is called a uh, well just called a motion to get in front, from in front of that judge into in front of another judge. Mm. and they granted that. And six months later, I got in front of another judge. And when I got in front of that judge, the prosecutor, he told her to give me 40 years to 80 years. And mm. she prosecuted, she said, that sounds like a life sentence to me. She said, Sam, she said, wipe your eyes. Open up your ears so you can hear me. Open up your eyes so you can see. She said, I'm gonna take that life sentence. Back from you, and I'm sentencing you to 10 years to 20 years, then, Mr. Burst, you will be through. Hallelujah. (laughs) The tears (laughs) that dried up, man. The tears dried up like dried in the Sahara Desert instantaneously. That's why I got to tell somebody what God did for me. I had life. And guess what? In four years, I will be free. And man, I couldn't wait for the four years to come. Man, what? When, 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 when he gave me that life again, I, my, when the bishop told me, he said, you are not gonna do life. I, my grandmama, she raised me and she showed me, she told me that if I wait and trust in the Lord and I can believe in the Lord, it's gonna work out. Man, that lady gave me 10 years to, to 20 years. And I had four more years to come out of that. And yes, sir, uh, I thank God. And that's that's when the whole, the whole life, when the business spoke to her that's when it all came to pass. That's when it came, when she said 10 years, I wasn't doing life no more. I don't care how many more years I did after that. I, I didn't do no life. And 12 years later, God delivered me.
1: So you So, six months after, you have been in prison six years, and your first appeal was denied. You went before another judge
2: who gave you six to ten years. No, she, she gave me 10 years to 20. 10 to no, was, 10 years to 20. Gave me okay,
1: he 10 gave years me to 20. Right. Ten 10 to 20 years, which yes. you only served four of those years.
2: No, I have four more to do.
1: Oh, had had four you had already. Oh, he had already did the six. Six. Country so you only had six. four more to do. Yes. Yes. And so four years later.
2: Yes. You were released from prison. No, four years later. I supposed to have been released from prison. Okay. The 10 years would have been served. Right. But what happened? Yeah. What happened was one of those racist cops, honestly, he said, that. I hit him. He's six foot five. He said, I hit him on his shoulder with my elbow. He mm-hmm. was patting me down. He said, I hit him with my elbow on his shoulder and he pulled his alarm and they threw me in the hole they gave me another year. Wow. And the sergeant, she knew me from being in there five, 10 years prior she knew I ain't that type of guy. She said, but I can't do nothing about it because this is old good old boys' network. She was a little sardine. She couldn't do nothing against them. So she said, I know you didn't do that, uh uh Sam. She said, but uh 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 we know how they is. Oh yeah, it was that 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 was that racism, man. They, they gave me another year for nothing.
1: Mm. So that's how so, I
2: gave 11 years. So you ended
1: up doing right, doing 11 years. What well, was it like when you see. when your foot finally touched concrete on the outside? When my foot touch when my foot touched Zion, what
2: was that feeling like? But but when I did eleven years, you know, I, I wound up having to do another year though. Right, right. Tell us about that. Well, listen how great God is. Listen to the story. My he said I hit him. The officers said I hit him. Right. Mm-hmm. So if the officer said you hit him, that's called an assault on the right. officer. Right. So mind you, I got second degree murder. Now I got assault on the officer. I haven't even went to see the appeal board yet. I got assault on the officer, and I have a second degree murder, and I haven't went to see the appeal board. Now mind you, the eleventh year came. The 11th year came. I was a day away. They told me to pack up all my things, brothers, Pastor Simmons. They told me to pack up everything. I'm a day away. Tomorrow you leaving. Pack up your things. Everything is okay. You leaving tomorrow. I said, I got to go tell somebody. I got to go call somebody. Let them know I'm coming home tomorrow. I saw my homeboy. His name is Kirk Tinker. He was on the phone. I said, give me your phone, man. He was talking to Phyllis. I said, hey, Phyllis, this is Sam Burks. I had life. But I said, sister, tomorrow I will be home again. I gave Kurt his phone. I went back in my cell. I started praising God because tomorrow I will be getting out of this hell. Brother, I was praising God because tomorrow I'm getting out of this hell. And then the next day, the officer, he came my way. He said, Burks. He said, "I got bad news, buddy." He said, "You're gonna do another year for being on that telephone yesterday." What? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. I did another year. sir. Wow. Yep. Twelve years they gave me. Food. Now, mind you, listen. listen how this is how they gave me. This is how they gave me the year for being. Now, listen to this. The lady, I had eleven years. Be, before I got the ticket, I went to the parole board. They said, you got an assault on an officer and you got second degree. They said, we ain't giving you no parole. One guy said, no. The next lady said, well, you've you been going to church. You've been doing this. You got some little certificates and blah, blah, You got your DED, blah, blah, blah. You've been in my prison to it looked like what you got, you know, chartered an officer and you, just, you second degree. And he looked at the situation. I don't know what it is it. Take two, you take three out of two. I mean, take two out of the three. The first one said, no. The next one said, ah, yay, yeah, nay. And then the next one said, You done hit an officer, saw an officer. You got you done murdered somebody, you got second degree. You you did this, you got a little, you got your little G D, you got a couple of these sides. You know, went to church, you went to, uh, what's the name, certificate. he said, parole, now mind you, he said, parole. I hollered, because I just told the guys the night before, I was going, I said, I'm going to get, I'm getting the parole. They said, ah, you ain't getting no parole. Don't nobody get no parole. You done started assaulted officer You know, killed somebody. Nick, bro, you ain't getting no parole. I said, yes, sir, I'm getting parole. You know. I said, I said, I don't know what y'all are talking about. I'm getting a parole. Matter of fact, I had mailed myself a letter the first day I got there. I mailed the letter. said, I was getting a parole and I mailed it back to myself. I said, I got a letter in there. I got a parole. I went in there. That lady said, parole. I said, thank you, Jesus. So loud, the white lady was right there. She turned it red. Oh, and guess oh, what oh. she did, bro? What? She don't even work the telephone. She just a guard lady. She was somehow working that phone that night she heard me tell Kirk Ticket, Phyllis, this is Sam Burst. I had life, but tomorrow I'll be home again. She said, oh no, this is not. Oh, oh, this is Sam Burst. He had life. He said, thank you, Jesus. She wrote me a ticket. And that's how I had to do another year. Wow. And guess what? I could be on the phone, somebody's phone, but you can't use nobody pin number and dial it. But you can say hello to the people. But by the time you uh fight the ticket, the years up. My time, and when I got to the year my time that I got to the hearing when I, when we go to the hearing game, when you go get the hearing to say she was wrong they say yeah you're right you could have talked on the phone but the year was up so I did 12 years so what was it like there.
1: so that day talk about that day yeah that day because, 12, we've, long because, we, because we've heard about what happened we heard about what happened how you got there Yes, sir. You told us about what prison life was like. Yes. You told us about the fateful day where you met Bishop David L. Ellis and he spoke a word into your life only a month or so after you got in there. Yeah. You told us about the first appeal. Yes. You told us about uh, the six months later and how God turned that around. Now, tell us about the day where you walked from out, we walked outside of those prison, uh, prison walls into freedom,
2: man. That was the most, Gracious, wonderful, marvelous, beautiful, fantastic, <laughs> loving, I ain't never seen a day. Man, soon that bar hit, man, I, I couldn't do nothing but thank God, man. Hey, they, man, listen, man, my eyes, they can, they, 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 you know, hey, hey, bro, I was, I was so, I can not believe it, brother. Now, that was the only time I became an unbeliever. <laughs> I couldn't believe this was happening to me, brother. It was the greatest. Feeling ever, man. Man, the Bishop's bird came to pass. God right. said I wasn't gonna do prison. God kept his bird, bro. Right, that, right. That, that was, man. That was most beautiful, most wonderful, was day, man. And I'm glad you make me think about it today, brother. Thank you, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank I you, told brother. Let you, I, you remember that day. I
1: That's told you true. guys this was a powerful powerful interview. And the reason it carries with it so much power is because uh, I said to him during the break that he had to have uh, the kind of faith that you don't see that often. You don't see that kind of faith where somebody speaks a word to you only a month after you have been given a life sentence and says to you that you won't do life. And yet, your yet in reality, your mind is saying that your mind can only see your, your you, you you can only see the 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 sentence that that's been handed down to you by the judge, but God is saying through the man of God yes. that you are not going to spend your entire life in prison. Now, what's extraordinary is. You had to hold on to that word through everything. Yes. You had to hold on to that word six years later when you went before that uh, same judge and you got life again. You had to hold on to that same word six months later when that second judge gave you 10 to 20 years. yes, You had to hold on to that same word four years later when you uh messed up and they gave you uh another year yes and you had to hold on to that word again yes. when you messed up at the after the parole board and yes. they got you got another year for talking on the phone. Yes. And yet God has God was still faithful yes and blessed you to be able to walk out of that prison, a free man. I yes. know that had got to act, that, like you said, that was the greatest day of your life.
2: Yes, 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 indeed, it still is, and and the word still affects me today, brother. The word still touches my heart when I think about them word. When I think about what he said, man, I tell you, man, I tell you, brother, that man was from God. Uh, it was, it was. Man. Man, it this I wrote in my book. I heard it, and I said, "God going to do the same thing for girl as he did he for me. Did like for me. And he did it. And he did it. And, 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 Darryl, popular, and guess what? God did it again. And Daryl Woods was on this show
1: as well. We had Daryl Woods on wow. the Thinking Out Loud radio show as well. So, I mean, God just works in full circle, and yeah. uh, it's just tremendous, uh, the work that he's done. And again, your testimony is powerful. And I know our listeners uh, uh, have been blessed by it as well. And as we get ready to wrap the interview with yes. you, uh, share with our listeners how they can reach out to you if they need a ride or if they need a yes. uh, service of some kind from you. Uh, give them the phone number, how they can contact you, how they can keep in touch with
2: you. Yes, you can, you can contact me at 313- 926-9038. 313-926-9038. Smiley Sam, I will pick up your food orders and I'll pick up your food order and deliver it to you. And I'll pick you up and take you to your destination. And I promise you will be smiling too. You can call me at 313-926-9038. And Smiley Sam will pick you up and you won't be late. God bless you, Pastor Nimitz. I want to thank Pastor Nimitz, Mike Nimitz. I mean, Mike Nimitz came to the prison when I was locked up in prison. He was—he was not a pastor. He was a—he uh, uh, was just an uh, evangelist. He was just getting there, and he came to the prison. I remember that brother years ago. He all probably, and he used to bring us the word. And I thank you, brother, for bringing the word back to the prison when I was in prison. I thank you for letting me give this word out of prison, man. God has used you tremendously, brother. He used you when you came to prison and brought me a word. And look at you He's using you now to give me the get the word out to the people. Thank you, Pastor Nemes for being on your talk show. It was wonderful. It was marvelous. And I thank you and I thank the Lord and I ask God that you continue to make your service greater and touch more people. And I thank you for allowing me to be on your program, sir. Thank you so much, Sam. I appreciate you, man. You don't know how much I do.
1: God I bless you. you all. God bless you, man. And I, I we, we, uh, we, we believe God has some great things in store for you as well. Uh, may God continue to bless you bro yes sir it's the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show we'll be right back
4: you're listening to the Thinking Out Loud radio show with Pastor Michael Nimmons don't you dare touch that dial
0: and professor, Dr. Peniel Joseph.
5: You don't have to be Team Malcolm or Team Martin. I think you should be both. You know, so I think the black community needs both. I think that King is much more revolutionary and radical than the public perceives him to be. And I think Malcolm is, is a much more um, brilliant and, and, and um, courageous individual who can be radically pragmatic and revolutionarily pragmatic to save black lives while trying to defeat white supremacy can people give him credit. So um, that's why I try to show Malcolm is absolutely this pro- prosecuting attorney, but he's also a black America statesman too. He's going to the Middle East, he's going to Africa, um, he's schooling the young Cassius Clay before he's Muhammad Ali on what Africa means, you know, what his identity means. So. I think I put them together because I thought there was much more convergence than divergence. And I think when you frame them the other way, you hurt um, understanding
0: of the movement. We bring you the best minds who deliver their best thoughts only on the Thinking Out Loud radio show.
1: Who told you that you were naked?
0: Now available on Amazon for just $14.95 or by visiting MichaelNemons.com.
5: Like a victim when
1: you are already victorious.
2: It's time. time For the Thinking
1: Out Loud radio show, Thought, Thought, thought of the week. This week's thought is entitled "But They," taken from a message that I ministered several years ago at our home church, at Greater Grace Temple in Detroit, Michigan. This message talks about the kind of child of God that has a faith the size of a mustard seed but can move mountains. Take a listen. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is he weary. He giveth power to the faint, and to them who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they. Somebody just say, but they. That's it. It's almost as if God spoke through Isaiah much differently than he did than most of the other prophets. It seemed God was... Bit more revelatory and autobiographical with Isaiah. He wanted Isaiah to know who he was up close and personal. After all, it was Isaiah who had the testimony in the sixth chapter that in the great, in the year that King Uzziah died, (laughs) I saw the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. You see, the book of Isaiah itself begins with Isaiah seeing God in a way that he never saw him before. King Uzziah was Isaiah's uncle, and before he died, Isaiah didn't want for anything was a part of the royal family Isaiah was like a god to Isaiah but when his uncle died he was able to see God in a new way (laughs) he was able to see God and the following chapters reveal more and more about this God that Isaiah is really just getting to know Known by many theologians as the eagle-eyed prophet. Because he was able to see Christ over 700 years before he ever walked this earth. That's why he was able to write in chapter 53. Who hath believed our report? And whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? He shall grow up before him as a tender plant as a root out of dry ground, he hath no form nor comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Ah, uh, He is a despised and rejected of men. A man of sorrow and acquainted with grief. And he hid as it were our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not then he went on to say he was bruised he was wounded for our transgressions he was bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him and with his stripes (laughs) we are healed. Do I have a witness in this place? Isaiah was admonishing and comforting the children of Israel in the midst of their Babylonian captivity of who their God is reminding them of what he is capable of. Ah that they don't serve a a Mickey Mouse God. They don't serve a, a picture on the wall. They they don't serve a weakling they they don't serve a God that that's weak and feeble but they they serve a God that can do anything I wish I had a witness in this place
0: Uh, and
1: in this 40th chapter here verse number 12 Isaiah asked a rhetorical question in this 12th verse who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and and meted out heaven with the span and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance uh, Isaiah asked this rhetorical question because uh, a rhetorical question is a question that is asked in order to get a dramatic effect or to make a point rather than to just get an answer so in asking this question this, this way, God, through the pen of Isaiah, is pulling back the curtain of his deity and really giving us some insight into who he is, uh, and giving us a glimpse of his sovereign power. Uh, we serve a mighty good God. We serve a God that can do anything. Give God a praise if you believe that in this place all that I have done God is saying this in in this verse look at everything that I brought into being Uh, and and he's the only one that is uniquely qualified to talk about himself Uh, because if it was you or I talking about talking this way about ourselves it would be bragging but with God it's called revelation (laughs) because he's the only one that can back it up do I have a witness in here he's the only one that can back up everything that he says he said in Isaiah the 40th chapter heaven and earth shall pass away but my word shall stand forever do I have a witness in this place Ah, that's the kind of God that you serve God has no problem at all in who he is he doesn't suffer from a, an inferiority complex or an identity crisis he doesn't need any one of us to stroke his ego he doesn't need a pat on the back he is thoroughly secure in who he is I believe he said in revelations I am Alpha and I am Omega I am the Beginning and I am the end. I am the first and I am the last. I'm the which is, the which was, and the which is to come. Uh, do I have a witness in this place? hallelujah in fact in Isaiah 46 9 and 10 uh, he speaks to the prophet again it says remembering the former things of old for I am God and there is none else I am God and there is none like me declaring the ending from the beginning and from ancient times those things that are not yet done saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure Uh, that's the kind of God that you serve he's the kind of God that doesn't have to answer to a manager or a supervisor he doesn't report to anybody Uh, he's the kind of God uh, that doesn't have to ask your permission uh, to do anything that's why he said I am good and I can do anything I am good and I can move when I want to move I am good and I can do what I want to do that's the kind of God that you serve give God a praise in this place hallelujah I feel my helping here in other words he is saying I am God and I can do whatever it is that I want yeah, to hear yeah, your problems uh, are just a reminder uh, of the kind of God that you serve oh uh, yeah yeah your heartache is a path just a reminder that you serve a God that is a mender of the broken hearted you serve a God your knees your are just a reminder that you serve a God that is the supply of all of your knees in fact Paul said it best in Philippians 4 and 19 my God shall supply not some of my needs, but all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus if you believe that give God a praise in this place Ah, yeah that's the kind of that's the kind of God that you serve and so when you look at it that way your problems are just opportunities for God to show you who he really is because you would never know that God is a healer if you've never been sick uh, you would never know that God is a way maker if you didn't need God to make a way yeah if you didn't need a way to be made you would never know that god is a mender of the broken heart if your heart was never broken but that's the kind of god that you serve and if you serve that kind of god give a praise in this place so because we serve this kind of god there's something that happens to us because of the God that we serve so knowing who God is uh, gives us a ton of confidence uh, when it comes to this walk with God uh, you see people of God having this revelatory knowledge of God uh, should do nothing but increase our faith in him uh, and catapult us to a place uh, in God where we believe that with God uh, nothing shall be impossible uh, and Isaiah 40 is God's way of reminding the children of Israel of the kind of God that you serve with that in mind as his children our faith is supposed to reflect the characteristics of the God that we serve this is why uh, hallelujah this is why Isaiah turns the chapter on his head in verse 30 when he opens the verse with but they Because of everything that God has said he is Has led us up to this moment Everything that God says that he is Everything that God said that he has done Everything that God has said that he can do Has led us to this point in time Isaiah wants us to see the kind of person that is produced When you serve a God like this there is nothing that happens to you as a child of God that God doesn't know about. There is a metamorphosis that takes place when you have faith in this God. There's a transformation that takes place inside of the person that Isaiah opens up in verse 30 that keeps them from giving up. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, oh. That's the the kind of person that keeps them from quitting. The kind of person that keeps them keeps from throwing in the towel. That keeps from having a pity party. That keeps them from singing a sad song. Hallelujah. But they, but they, somebody say, but they
2: hallelujah.
1: But they, but they, let me tell you what they can do. Hallelujah. But they that wait, they that don't quit, they that hold on, they that can hang in there, they that can endure, they that can stand the pressure, they that can stand the heat, they that can stop complaining, they that can stop gossiping, they that can Reach higher they that can last longer they that can fight harder you are strong you are powerful you are great you are the righteousness of God you are a chosen vessel you are a royal priesthood you are not forsaken you're more than a conqueror you are an overcomer you are a son of God You're a child of
2: the king If that's you
1: you enjoy this week's thought of the week but they but they taken from isaiah the 40th chapter one of my favorite scriptures there but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings of eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint and that's the kind of child of god that i want to be Shouts out to our good friend author and entrepreneur Sam Burst. Smiling Sam. Sammy Davis Jr. Jr. as as we affectionately call him. uh, So happy to have had him on this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. So happy uh, that you were able to be on and to share your powerful message. I know there are so many people that have been blessed by it. Shouts out to you Sam. Again he is doing some great things check out his book Uh, you are not going to do life available on Amazon that's right guys go out and support him he definitely has a powerful testimony worth sharing And shouts out to you for listening to this week's edition of the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Thank you so much, guys. I truly, truly appreciate each and every one of you. And as we said at the top of the show, be sure, guys, go out and rate and review us. We want to know if you like what you're hearing right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show. I truly appreciate each and every one of you. And guess what? Guess what, guys? Next week's show is going to be even better Even better guys We've got a hip-hop legend A hip-hop legend Christian hip-hop legend Soul music legend Right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio show Mahogany Jones is going to be with us I'm telling you guys We got hip-hop royalty with us Mahogany Jones She's been on stages with people like Tlaib Kweli uh, Les Nubians And and so many, 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 many others Christian hip-hop And much more guys I had an awesome awesome time with her And I can't wait to share My interview with her With you on next week We're also going to be sharing with you some of her music She's got a new single out called Floating And you don't want to miss it I'm telling you guys next week's show is going to be bananas And you don't want to miss it You can't miss it It's going to be hot Mahogany Jones is going to be with us right here On the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show And don't forget we're going to be on uh, just a little bit later today about 9 o'clock uh, for the after show on Instagram. Be sure to check us out on IG live uh, talking about a few things guys. Uh, we love chopping it up with you. Be sure to look for us at 9 p.m. for the after show. I enjoy it each and every week and we're definitely going to have something to say and we want to hear from you as well. So be sure to check us out at 9 o'clock for the after show. I'll be looking for you, you and even you. Remember to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at TOL Radio Host MSN. That's right guys. And remember we also brought back the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show Facebook fan page. That's right. Check us out. Our, growing, our numbers are growing and you want to be a part of it. So go right to our Facebook fan page. Facebook.com forward slash Thinking Out Loud HQ. Thinking Out Loud HQ. That way you can connect with us. We can connect with you and you can be a part of what's going on right here on the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show well guys I'm getting ready to get out of here again thank you so much for tuning in this week and remember don't forget next week we're going to have a show that is beyond beyond Uh, Comparison. This show is going to be off the chain. Let me tell you, you don't want to miss next week's show. But until until next time, always remember, if you think it, you can believe it. If you can believe it, you can see it. If you can see it, you can be it. If you can be it, you can achieve it. The power rests within you. The mind is the most powerful muscle in your body. Use what you got to get what you want. The power is in you. It's the Thinking Out Loud radio and TV show. Thank you for listening and watching.
0: Thank you for tuning in to the Thinking Out Loud radio show. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. To get more info about the show and the ministry, visit michaelnemmons.com. Want to book radio host Michael Nemmons for your next special event? Send an email to contact at michaelnemmons.com. Tune in every Tuesday at 8 p.m. for the Thinking Out Loud radio show. Giving voice to issues that matter to you.